Hey there, lovebirds. This is Atan. Courtney. Lindsay. And Sam. And we are your I Do Crew. We are four wedding professionals, each one with a different expertise. Together, we have over 40 years of combined experience in the wedding industry. We're here to give you some of the best tips, tricks, wedding day hacks, and share our great success stories and worst horror stories. We'll also be interviewing some of the best wedding vendors that we've had the pleasure of partnering with. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your I Do Crew. Hey, lovebirds. Welcome to episode nine of Your I Do Crew. This week, we've got a full episode, and since we're still in engagement season, we're continuing our discussion from the last episode. Last time, we helped you plan the perfect proposal. So today, we're featuring an in-depth discussion about what's next. What should be your first steps after getting engaged? How do you pick a wedding date? What should you book first? We'll answer those questions and many more right now. All right, so we're going to dive deep into planning after the engagement has happened. So what to do after saying yes, hopefully, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> throwing that out there, because if you did not say yes or do not plan to say yes for a little bit, then I would probably recommend not totally listening to this right now because uh, you might get a little overwhelmed. And that's because all of us all together have a lot of information for you today. Mm-hmm. So we want to start out with talking about planning the first things and what are the first things you need to do. I know we can all probably say this from experience um, in one way or another that we'll get a lot of couples that come to us and are just like, where do I start? There's so much that has to happen. Where do I begin? And I always recommend starting simple. Truthfully, you cannot do anything until you have a date pit because if you don't know what your date is, that'll affect your theme and your venue and what's going on outside, uh, weather wise, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just really getting you started. So I would always recommend that. So what are your guys' ideas of, you know, obviously, since we're all in the industry, some tips and tricks that you guys might know of, of ways that people can save or dates that they might want to avoid when trying to get everything set up? That's a really interesting you know, idea dates to avoid. Um, when you run up against a, a date that has a lot of repetitive numbers, a lot of meaning to it, you know, for example, I know uh, Lindsay and I both got booked up very, very early for eight, eighteen, eighteen, and oh, I've yeah. already got I've already got inquiries for nine, nineteen, nineteen. Uh, yeah. So oh dates like God. that are going to go super, super quick. Um, you know, it, we're past it, but you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen was a big date. That was um, a huge one. Huge, huge, huge. 11, 11, 11. I know a lot of people that got married on 11, 11, 11, 12, 12, 12. Um, but, you know, picking something that is meaningful to you, you know, if it may be getting, I've married couples on their anniversaries of when they first started dating, which is really cute. Um, or on a parent's or grandparent's anniversary. That's always neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh. That was actually I think- my wedding from this past weekend. They did that. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I saw you posted that on Facebook. It was so cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Sam, what were you saying? I just think it's one of the big thing is to remember June and September and kind of October now have become like the first ones that book up. I mean, there's definitely like random Mm -hmm. dates that like New Year's Eve is always one of the big ones. But Mm -hmm. those months tend to be like I know I booked out June like two years in advance every year. It was always those Saturdays were gone. So that's definitely something to keep in mind if that is your ideal time of the year. 
I would also throw in Labor Day and Memorial Day weekend are always the first to go. And people are so shocked, you know, even almost two years out. They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, those Mm -hmm. those go because, you know, you can do it on a Saturday. You can do it on that Sunday. And, uh, yeah, some people will do two-day weddings if they do a ceremony one day and do the reception the next day and make it a whole weekend and, and then it's booked. So those mm-hmm. are always quick ones for, for me, I know, to to go really quickly. Yeah. Right. And I know from a venue point of view, obviously, venues try to book as much as they can in a short amount of time. So some of those long weekends for Memorial Day, we would book Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday weddings. Yes. So rehearsals are insane. Like you have to do your rehearsal on a Wednesday or Saturday morning. You know, it was always, those weekends were very tricky. So the sooner you got on the books, the better your chances were to have everything kind of organized more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely makes sense. Have you guys ever heard of anyone choosing to do a Friday the 13th wedding? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I did one. Oh, really? How did that go? <laughs> an unspoke of thing but mm-hmm. you know something i've really looked up is a lot of people fear that obviously for whatever omen reason mm-hmm. um but a lot of people can actually save money by doing friday the 13th because yeah. you know venues obviously find it very difficult to get bookings on weird days such as mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah we just had one in october actually uh, for Friday the 13th. It was ceremony only that we did as far as the coverage. But yeah, they, they weren't scared at all. <laughs> I had a couple that specifically requested a Friday the 13th wedding. Um, it was a little um, a little goth, uh, kind of. So they kind of leaned into the theme. And it was October, so they leaned into the Halloween theme as well. Um, but, you know, it was fun. And they didn't they, they didn't take the, the heebie-jeebies part of it too seriously. And they just really enjoyed it. They, they weren't too superstitious superstitious for crying out loud (laughs) i know um in salem which is like an hour and a half from my hometown Mm -hmm. um there would be like 50 plus weddings on the friday the 13th in salem like during because like witches would be walking around that would like marry people or like you know it was just it was really i i didn't go there because that terrifies me but that's a really is a cool concept you know that people would be going out of their way to go to Salem on that day. Yeah. No, that is really cool. Huh. Well, yeah. So I guess there's some things to think about with the whole picking a date. And I think something else that people need to consider too, um, obviously is before you get started, um, booking up your vendors, I personally always recommend, and it'll be the first thing I talk about and sometimes the not so fun stuff, but making a budget is going to be super important because after you pick that date, but say it's for sentimental reasons or for other reasons, when you start to go and big, uh, book, let's say, those venues, um, it's a lot of it is a numbers game. <laughs> and you'll mm-hmm. quickly realize that this amount of money that you have put aside for all these vendors will go really quick if you don't have a plan. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with the venues are pretty expensive, but then you have those vendors that you need to book right away, like in Lindsay's case, a photographer. Very, very important. Um and so, yeah, and everyone has a different price point and uh, vendors, you know, have their different price points, too. And there's so much that comes down to it. Mm-hmm. it, it always drove me crazy when um, and no offense to Todd, because I know you book up very far in advance, but they'd be coming to me and they'd already have their officiant and like their favors. And I'm like, so you don't have your venue or your photographer and it's, you know, six months away or something like that. Like you don't have to 
necessarily book it in that order. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have a venue yet, then, you know, where's the officiant going to (laughs) go? So (laughs) it was always kind of funny when that was their train of thought and all power to you. But I was always it always made me very nervous when brides kind of did things a little, a little out of what order, you know, not Mm -hmm. necessarily having a venue yet. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think another really interesting point about that, too, is now, you know, the Knot and Wedding Wire and every other wedding website you can, or wedding website, I just gave it away. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) um, so to kind of make a long story short, wedding websites are really doing a really great job of, you know, helping couples be like, okay, step one, you've done this, this is what you need to do next. And being Mm -hmm. able to, based off of whatever information the couples put in, they're kind of able to generate, you know, okay, this is what you should be doing just so you know, this is how much it could cost. And I think Mm -hmm. that wedding education has kind of been something that I've at least harped on a little bit. And I think wedding websites um, are kind of, you know, trying to offer that for their couples. Yeah, they they provide a nice framework for the couple to work in. And a lot of them have checklists that they can even print off and, and go through. And you don't have to follow it exactly, but it gives you a real nice sort of base framework to work from. Mm hmm. Do you guys have a favorite? I know I'm kind of biased and I use the knot more than I use wedding wire. Um, but have you guys noticed any other really helpful tools outside of, you know, those more name brand popular ones? I know I prefer wedding wire with pictures because last time I knew you could upload more photos onto wedding wire. So I could just, the knot would limit me a little bit more. So I usually would go to wedding wire and like triple check more photos. But I think the knot has always kind of reigned supreme in a way. Um, Lindsay, you have an amazing insight on the knot. I know that you've been getting a lot more leads on the knot. Yeah. So I just got a paid subscription not too long ago, which is, which has been awesome. Um, cause I have one for the knot and I have one for wedding wire and the knot definitely traffic wise, I'm getting a ton more, but I know it depends like, you know, just what category you have and how saturated Mm -hmm. it is and everything. But the knot just rolled out a new feature pretty recently i think because i'm starting to get brides where it um and i don't remember exactly what it says but it'll show you know their name their number their email but it'll also have almost like a pinterest board it you can show like the brides can show what colors they want they can give photo examples so i can click on that and i can view all of that before i even inquire you know or like reply back to them and just say hey, like, you know, it looks like we're going to be a good fit. I love that you're using rose gold and, you know, mint green or whatever. Like, it's just cool because it's like you kind of get to know them beforehand because not everybody updates that wedding website that they have through the knot that you can click Mm -hmm. on. So I like that they're doing that now because I just feel like it's another thing brides can fill out and it's less for me to have to find out, you know, on the initial phone call, basically. That's really cool. Yeah, that's Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, I have used the, the knot limitedly. Uh, I know that, uh, when we were planning our wedding 10 years ago, we used the knot, um, and that was, it was handy from the, from the couple side. Um, I don't have a paid subscription to it. I have a paid subscription to wedding wire and I know that their tools have been really helpful for me. Um, and I have gotten a lot more, uh, engagement from couples, uh, <laughs> get it engagement. <laughs> but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I've gotten a lot more engagement from couples on Wedding Wire. Uh, so that one's been a lot more productive for me. 
Well, in um, Wedding Wire, you can sign contracts and things, correct? Yeah. 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 The workflow aspect is really, really handy. So, I mean, they can even handle payments through me. So they can, they can send me their deposit through Wedding Wire. So we don't have to, you know, coordinate through 15 different sites or try and do Venmo or PayPal or anything like that. It's all through there, which is really, really nice. Yeah. That's a huge bonus. I hear a lot of people say, and and the nice thing with Wedding Wire too is you can go in there and tell everybody, you know, here's the dates that I'm booked. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know you can you can obviously if you wanted to do a few in a day you could, um, you know. But for me it's super nice because I like eight one eight one eight. I can just be like, nope, that's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. gone. And uh, and if the brides check that box, then it'll filter me out of the searches. So it kind of saves everybody a step. So I I like that Wedding Wire does that too. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I actually haven't engaged in that uh, that much. Um, the do, is it just single block out by day, or can you block out by hour? I don't think you can do by hour. So I don't think like you would benefit from it. I think right. you have to do a full day, which kind of stinks. But yeah, like for me, it's awesome because I can just be like, no, I'm booked. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because I'll do because I'll I'll definitely do a, a morning and an evening wedding. Yeah, and I have, I have done three weddings in a day. That's, uh, that was October for me. Um, every weekend in October, I had three weddings on Saturday, which was, whew. Yeah. Yeah. Super we didn't intense. hear from you much on Saturdays in October. That makes sense now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, neither did my family. Uh, I, I, I had some, uh, I had some conversations with my wife after that. And uh, oddly enough, she's actually now my planner. So all bookings go through my wife now. <laughs> she gets approval. Uh, she gets first, first rights of approval. But um, you know what I was going to say, back to the planning and picking a date, um, making sure if you want to, if you want to get married in a church, if you want to get married in your church, making sure that they have that date available. And if you want to get married somewhere else, you know, you know, the venue is really going to be, I think, your first, your first um, yes or no, no go with the date. Um, I, I was really thinking that, uh, again, if you have a, if you want to get married in your church, but say your pastor is going to be on vacation, that's a big, a big no, no. That just occurred to me. I know I went back a bullet point. I apologize guys. That's okay. (laughs) But it's a good point. I mean, especially a lot of people are families. They have that tradition of getting married in the same church. And, Mm -hmm. um, I know with some churches too, if they have a, service at four o'clock you have to be done with your wedding by 2 30 or something like that mm-hmm. so it's yeah very specific which also affects your venue which then affects your photographer so it's just a domino effect <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah right. absolutely yeah and i think kind of in a way that almost touches on um, a point that i was kind of waiting to bring up because i don't want to toot my own horn here but <laughs> uh, if i may say so myself i think that almost leads into the importance of you know if a couple things that's right for them, um, which we're all obviously going to recommend because it takes a lot of work off of everybody else's plate, but a planner or coordinator would really come in handy for those kind of things too, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, couples 90% of the time they're both working or they have some sort of, you know, something going on during the day where the last thing that they can really do is be calling people. And if these vendors have their standard nine to five office hours and that's when people are working or busy, you know, it's really hard to get anything done. And in that case, you know, maybe you can't get a hold of your pastor because he is on vacation or he's doing something. And then you've come to find out you can't get married on that date or any of the many, many, many coordinating things in between, you know, having that said person who can handle those things for you and making sure they're available um, if they're just helping with planning or even, you know, day of coordination, I think is pretty important too. 
But again, that's just me. <laughs> well, it takes the pressure off of a parent or an aunt or someone else who should be enjoying the day. You know, I've always seen these Absolutely. moms running around and it's like, what are you doing? You're missing your whole daughter's wedding. You know, it's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree. And, we, you know, I'll say uh, from experience, we kind of did that. Jody and I planned our weddings, uh, weddings, good Lord, planned our wedding ourselves. And then the day of, we realized what a gap we had. And we asked one of our friends to help us out. And, you know, God bless her. She was amazing. She was fantastic. We, we, we had it at a place where we had to stock the bar ourselves. She ran out mid-reception and got more vodka for us. And oh uh, so shout out. We love you, Shafali. You're amazing. <laughs> Um, and I mean, she was like, you know, corralling people at the church and it was just, uh, it was, it was a lot. And I, I felt bad afterwards thinking, you know, one of my best friends couldn't enjoy my wedding. And I, I was kind of bummed out about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's a good friend to be willing to oh, do that. Yeah, that's oh my God. Gonna... <laughs> she was yeah. amazing. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, it really is a lot of work. And I don't know, like, I guess every wedding that I've done thus far, um, I guess more so specifically the ones I've done as a business, obviously, when you get those inquiries coming in, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm getting married at said venue and they have a venue coordinator, but people are telling me that I should hire a, a planner. Well, what's the difference? Why do I need both? Or why should I consider both? And I think a lot of it comes down to as well as you know, people don't realize that while a venue coordinator is a venue coordinator, most of the time, or at least they'll attest to, the venue comes first. So that'll mean, okay, we got to make sure food service is going on at this amount of time. Or let's say there's some like AC issue, or I don't know. I mean, Sam, I know you've had a ton of hotel experience in this house, so I know you can speak to it. Oh, girl, you know, Um, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, I, I was a little different. Um, and I think other vendors can speak to it. I did a little more than a venue coordinator did. Right. Um, absolutely. But yes, you were actually uh, like around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, there are venue coordinators out there that their job is to take care of the venue. And honestly, they stand in the back. And if something goes wrong venue wise, like you said, air conditioning or food service, if they're providing the food, then they'll stand up. But on it's, it's all on the bride and groom. I, I did more of the setup and tear down, but a lot of venues don't do that. They tell you you're in at noon and you got to be out by midnight. Um, and they don't touch much. So it's, um, legally too, when it comes down to things, um, if something's going wrong with the bridal party or, um, you know, the, the groom's gone missing, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, um, (laughs) that's not usually something I would have necessarily done um whereas hey, a day you know what spoiler alert spoiler alert we haven't published that story yet oh my bad okay uh, yes, stay, t- stay tuned <laughs> um did sam find the groom who knows no um <laughs> no but with with someone if you hire someone like courtney she would be able to do those things and not have to worry about this giant venue um the whole time yeah well, I- I think you guys are really a compliment to each other. And what I've what I've seen from the weddings that I've officiated, watching the planner work with the venue coordinator is is such a great synergy because you each have your areas of expertise and the planner is really focused on the couple and the party, you know, and and all the things that have to do with the day going right. Whereas the venue is, you know, they're they're a, a service captain, they're, you know, watching the bussers, watching the servers and all those things. 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know, I mean, Courtney's awesome. We have, you know, be for a day and your perfect day. I've seen, I think we've all worked with all of them and they've done, it's really cool to see them all come together. Like Atan just said, and, and work well mm-hmm. with not only the coordinators, but all the vendors. And as, if everyone works together, the weddings are usually perfect and go off without a hitch. So yeah, or with, I guess with a hitch technically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one important hitch. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that's, that's the I biggest part. I appreciate all of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say I appreciate working with you know the event coordinator and a planner as well. I know for me things just run a lot you know a lot more smoothly because it can tend to the thing that I notice if the event coordinator is is more kind of back of house in the background and and doing different things um, and they don't have a planner it can it can tend to fall on my shoulders and that gets a little stressful to not only photograph, but also have to, you know, kind of arrange some of those things that aren't necessarily in my job description. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always appreciate as, as much, <laughs> as much of that help as I can, you know, when it comes to the wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you know what, uh, Lindsay, what I was going to say is that same thing has happened to me uh, when they don't, yes, when a couple doesn't I have, bet. When they don't have a planner involved, they will they will ask me a lot of things about setting up the ceremony, setting up the ceremony site, and um, you know if I can help you know corral people between the ceremony and the reception, and if I can. Yes. Uh, there have been times where I've had to do the introduction of the bridal party at the reception as well, and oh my I, gosh. Well, that's that's actually that's part of another later horror story that I'm going to share. So I, I won't I won't we're, we're going to tease a lot of horror stories today. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so it, it really is doing um, injustice to some of your other professionals if you're making them take on that because that's not their wheelhouse and that's actually going to detract from the job that they're doing for you that you've hired them to do on that day. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say too. It's you know it's so hard. You know we'll have people that are like, well, why don't you signal all of us when to walk down the aisle? You know, for me, from my standpoint, and it's like, you know, if they don't have somebody telling them to do that and they don't have, you know, just, just all of those things planned out. And it's like, but I'm photographing, you know, like, so I have to <laughs> midway and go, okay. You know, and I'm like, that's not my job. And just those different things where, you know, it's, it's just nice to have another person that, okay, all of the guests can head, you know, to this room. And, and then that way it makes like, for me, the family formals go smoother and, you know, nobody's expecting, yeah, me, you know, yeah, that's true for you too, Atan. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think about that, but we, we have had it where, you know, they they have had to do intros or just mm-hmm. different things. And, um, yeah, that's that's just not something you should be doing, basically. It, it does. It detracts from <laughs> everything else, I guess. I know yeah. um, and, and when I work. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I know florist-wise, too, um, when I worked for Beautiful Blooms by Jen, Jen is very organized for anyone who's worked with her. And she always has a timeline even before most coordinators do because she's just that organized, which is great. I know most vendors appreciate that. But um, we had a wedding at um, in Toledo where the photographers were telling us to align the bridal party up while we're trying to put on boutonnieres and corsages. Oh, so geez. We're setting up the oh, whole, I have no idea whose oh. uncle is what. He's like, go get Uncle Stan. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. I don't know who Uncle Stan is, but he, <laughs> I have a boutonniere for him. You know, it was just, it's crazy. And I'm like, where's the coordinator? Where's the person to tell them 
what mm-hmm. to do, you know? And then photographers just play off what the coordinator is doing. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I've never turned a couple down when they've asked me for that, but I've always been tempted to say, you know, I'm still in the middle of the last thing you asked me to do. <laughs> well, I'm, right. I'm not to that snarky. I'm not that, I'm not that much of a jerk. I promise. But uh, no, exactly what you said. This wedding that I just had this uh, this past Saturday, um, beautiful, beautiful couple, wonderful, amazing venue. Um, uh, the winery in Sandusky is gorgeous. Um, Courtney, oh. that's a uh, idea for you. Stunning converted barn with a, a lovely natural stone fireplace. Uh, and they're not paying me to say this. But, uh, <laughs> sure. We had the, we had the wedding there. And, uh, and I, I don't believe there was an, a venue coordinator there at all. And so they had me, you know, again, I was coaching the couple on when to, you know, where to stand, when to stand, all their bridal attendants and their the bridal party attendants, when to come out, how to pace themselves. And, um, you know, because they were using a, a friend who was kind of a photographer, but not, and... The day was kind of professional. I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this is not this is not my wheelhouse. This is not what I do, and so it was really it was really stressful on me. And you know, of course, I did the best job that I could for them and and everything. But I know that if there had been somebody, you know, Courtney like you there, it would have been you know not even second nature, first nature for you. And I could have just relaxed into my role as the officiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is a lot of work. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's something to think about, but I guess too, for the brides and grooms that really want to do it themselves, even just buying like a physical planner or oh, really louder using for the people in the phone, back, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, I just have really good memory. I remember everything or, nope. Oh, I just got this really expensive app on my phone or really expensive nope. phone in general. And I totally got it all planned out. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to doubt your abilities planning a wedding is a lot and no you absolutely do not have to hire a planner or coordinator but if you would like to get through the process without you know with minimal arguments minimal stress um (laughs) minimal bloodshed (laughs) still wanting to actually get married to each other (laughs) yeah write things down i don't care if it's a piece of paper or if you're putting it as you know you're typing it in your smartphone it really i i can't say enough about it it does help and I don't know. I, I, I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, hard I feel copy. like, you know, yeah, hard copies are so nice. And then write down what you owe people and when you owe it to people and just just mm-hmm. have all of that stuff, you know, just in one spot. So nice. I, every time one of my friends or when my sister just got engaged, I bought them one of those wedding binders and it has little slots for your contracts, your business cards, just I, with technology, you never know, and it's just nice to have a copy of the contract, a copy of all the guidelines, and there there are timelines in there and like notes in those mm-hmm. things that if you're not going to hire a planner like Courtney, who's awesome, that it just keeps you on track a little bit more. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. iPhone well, notes for... do not count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the, you know, the positive yeah. words there. But regardless, because, <laughs> again, you, you know, uh, especially for people in this area, you got April at Your Perfect Day and Brooke at B for the Day. And, you know, people can like us as much as they want when it comes to being their planner and coordinator. But, again, people like to still do things themselves. And 
it just, it says so much when, you know, let's say I were to meet with a couple or anyone else were to meet with a couple and they've been planning for a couple months and I'm like, oh, you want me for day of coordination? Awesome. What do you have figured out? And they're like, well, we haven't exactly started anything. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> and your wedding is <laughs> yeah. when? Um, and you've talked to who? Well, we've talked to a couple different DJs. Okay, who? I couldn't tell you. I'm like, um, and again, <laughs> this is why paper is a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess that's just, I think people just need to really hear, like, being organized. Especially when, again, with, like, dates coming up, like, save the dates. If you are not really paying attention to planning these little details before you know it, you should have had your save the dates or invitations out. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess this could be a future horror story of um, a family that had significantly less people show up to the wedding because they sent their invitations really last minute. And it's because they simply just didn't know. And they're like, well, I thought I had the right thing written down, but I guess I told my mom and my mom was working with my aunt and my aunt was ordering something from online and she said it shipped and yeah, like little (laughs) things like that, (laughs) you know, you're getting married and all of a sudden no one's there and it's like, what happened? And it literally just goes back to being organized. Well, and taking photos for the save the dates. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you can emphasize this. You can't just like oh call a photographer and be like, yeah, tomorrow. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that exactly. for you? And we'll get, yeah, we'll get people where they're like, oh, so I'm supposed to be ordering save the dates now. So we should set up a consultation and then we should set up an engagement session. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like this is crazy. So I always tell people, you know, if it's if it's a holiday, if it's close to a holiday, like like Memorial Day, Labor Day, you know, if you're going into closer to like Thanksgiving time, Christmas time, something like at, at, send out save the dates like a year in advance because you want people to like if they're gonna make plans, you know, make them be your plans and not different travel plans and different things they're gonna commit to because because they don't know. Yeah. Um, but the norm is kind of like nine to 12 ish months. Um, that's pretty normal. I feel like a lot of people around here, it's like nine months that they send them out for the save the day. Is it that so, far out? Yeah. I yeah, always thought it was your, six your months. Invitations, I'm such a guy. No, it's no invitations are three to, to six just to give. Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of give people a heads up, but I do tell people, you know, if you are doing more of like a holiday kind of thing, you just want to let people know so they don't make other plans, you know, because obviously they want to attend your wedding. So, yeah, when it comes to the engagement session, you know, I it, I mean, every photographer is different, but like our turnaround time is like two to three weeks. So that's another thing you have to keep in mind, too. Like, you know, we'll have people that are like, oh, we need to book something like right now. And it's like peak fall season and, you know, going back and forth between schedules and then getting all those photos edited and ready. It's I always tell people, it's, you know you really can't go too early. It's it's better to have your engagement session, you know, early and then have a little bit of a period before you need to send out your save the dates and then that way you're not stressing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think that's sense. really good advice. And I think that also too comes down to, again, like just the rough timeline almost of kind of going through and being like, okay, now that we've maybe picked a date and a venue and we started to schedule these vendors and we've hopefully bought a planner or using our phones, <laughs> please, please, please. Um, of just being like, okay, well, I take my engagement pictures. I'm getting ready to, you know, figure out, save the dates. And then looking from there, 
what other dates or what other things do I need to be doing next just to make sure you're not falling behind. And it is stressful and nothing's more stressful than when our couples are stressed and then we're stressed because we realize the reason that they're stressed is they didn't give themselves enough time, which means that we don't have really enough time to give them that quality service or whatever it is. Cause it's like, okay, well we got to help them out. And now all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, or I guess speaking from my perspective, since I'm a little bit smaller and I'm not taking as many couples per weekend, just again, them kind of knowing the expectations or again, Mm -hmm. just knowing what, what should I be doing now is truly helpful because Lindsay, like, yeah, you have a two to three week turnaround. Well, and that's great because some photographers are way longer and it's like, yeah, obviously any little hiccup or caveat that goes into that can completely throw off the schedule and the rhythm of what you're doing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's something where the thing that I tell people is, you know, you have to prioritize. So sometimes people, you know, they know they have a planner they want to work with, or they just they know they have a DJ or photographer, and you want to jump on that as soon as you can. Yes. And, you know, for people too, like, you know, some of like the larger, there's like the DJs and um, you know, they, they have a whole team of people and it, you maybe you went to a friend's wedding and there was this guy and you loved him. You want to book them ASAP because you want to try and reserve that person. So, you know, just just thinking about those different things. I always tell people you really can't, you know, you want to prioritize, but you really can't you can't do stuff too early. Like if you have your cake figured out early good for you like that's awesome that's just less for you to do later down the road you know if that's like a mm-hmm. priority and you just want to check it off your list but yeah especially you know the places where you know where you know they're they're smaller they're you know they're really specific about how they you know who they take and and what they do and everything yeah you want to you want to book those asap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. yeah Well, I think this is all really good information so far. And I think one of the really like, and maybe again, this is from a planner's perspective, but I'm sure Lindsay and Natan, you can relate. Um, The expectations that couples get from Pinterest, and I know Nick (laughs) Borelli touched on this in our previous um, podcast. Um, We all in the wedding industry have a love-hate relationship with this lovely search engine, not app, search Mm -hmm. engine. called Pinterest. And um, again, I'm going to take this as a spin from a planner's perspective. It is great if everything we just discussed is somewhere on your Pinterest board. But if you can't find that on your Pinterest board or don't know what you want because your Pinterest board has thousands and thousands of pins, I will definitely recommend (laughs) take some time, talk with your significant (laughs) other, go back to what we just first talked about of picking a date and some of those vendors and Blah, 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 blah. But literally, (laughs) do not start coming to your vendors and blowing them up with thousands and thousands of pins that you don't even think you're going to use. Because we can't do anything for you. (laughs) We can't. And and the Pinterest reality hits hard once you're showing these amazing, you know, again, I worked for a florist, the beautiful arch of flowers with roses and you know, oh yeah, I just want this everywhere. And they think it's the price, the price in their mind is not what the price is in real life. And Pinterest has just destroyed that concept. They think, oh, it's on, it's on a little picture. It can't be that much money. And it's not true at all. (laughs) Right. You know, everybody thinks of things on Pinterest as all DIY. So everything DIY is super cheap, right? 
either that or because anybody can edit a caption. I don't know if you guys have come into these, like, I don't want to say phony or pseudo because that's just not the word. But people that, like, post these very elegant and intricate wedding pictures and then be like, I was able to do this for, like, $2,000 when it was really, like, just oh. kidding. The floral itself was at least five. So yeah. people are, like, Yeah, shenanigans. Almost, yeah, like, people are setting you know, these expectations that just can't be matched just because of the sole purpose of, um, you know, I almost feel like there's that, I don't want to say competitive element. Um, but I think that is just like now that Pinterest is here and people see this and then people are seeing, you know, the era of social media of, Oh, well, did you see so-and-so's wedding was trending on Instagram last weekend? Oh, did you see all the, this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other thing that they did? It's almost like people feel that if they don't incorporate those crazy elements that maybe Pinterest is giving false expectations of, they feel like, you know, there's something wrong when there's not. (laughs) And I, in my opinion, think it's much cooler to have exactly what you want and not spend a fortune than to do this elaborate thing that you really didn't even care about just so someone else is satisfied and then you're paying for it from years to come. (laughs) Because weddings are not cheap. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And I think. I think it's a great thing. I mean, I personally go on Pinterest all the time for ideas. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. But like when a bride comes to me and they're like, I want mint and purple, but no, I also want orange and this. And they have eight yes. different concepts going of like country chic, chic, <laughs> country, <laughs> country <laughs> chic. That didn't sound right. And you know, other, another whole other um, idea. And it's like, okay, let's, just gather your ideas, make an actual wedding board, and mm-hmm. start almost from scratch within all these other thousands of ideas you've been pinning since you were 12, you know? Yeah. Uh, to add on that, too, with the photography, we'll get that, too, because people are all over, you know, every single thing that they see, they're like, I like this, I like this, I like this. And then when it comes to the consultation, they're like, here, let me pull this up. And it has, like, a thousand pictures on it. And it's like, okay. How long is your wedding? How much time do we have? You know, and and that's like one of the things that I always tell brides too is, you know, if your wedding is, let's say it's, it's at a park, you know, someplace and we'll get these brides where they love these romantic sunset beach, you know, and that's what they're pinning. That's not, you know, it's just not realistic. That's not your, how your photos are going to look because you have this woodsy backdrop and, and your wedding's at noon. Like, it's not it's not the <laughs> same vibe. Yeah. So, or they pin a bunch of summer stuff and, and their wedding's in the winter. And it's like, well, we can try yeah. to get something like that. You know, the, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. So I always tell people, like, once, once you know, yeah, kind of like with colors and everything, just, just kind of, you know take a little bit out just keep taking stuff out and kind of fine-tune it a little bit mm-hmm. Lindsay, yeah. how dare you bring reality into this yeah, like, <laughs> right does it have to be that way no, uh, just kidding no, i i had the same thing um recently i had a consult with a couple uh and they did end up hiring me and we're we're fine-tuning right now but she had uh, some ideas where we talked about unity ceremonies and i said what were you thinking of and she said well you know i love the sand ceremony but i also kind of want to do uh, a three-strand cord and then i want to release doves <laughs> But I also want to give roses to our mothers. And I was like, okay. Oh let's, simplicity, uh, y'all. Yeah. Like, how Choose many rings what? is this circus? Yeah. Yeah. Seal <laughs> of a three-hour ceremony. Right. And... How many intermissions will there be? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, a weekend affair. Well, yeah. it really oh is funny, gosh. too, because regardless if it's a, you know, a unity ceremony or if it's simply, like, Lindsay 
okay, well, if someone is posting a bunch of like those moody, like darker pictures, but you know, your style as a photographer isn't that way or if vice versa, it's like, mm-hmm. um, well, I'm glad you like these pictures, but that's not really my style. And I, yeah. while I can do that for you. Um, I might not be the right fit. And it's well, kind of one of those yeah. awkward things that's like, well, how do you address that? Right. The other thing, too, you know, sometimes I get couples, like, I always ask couples at the consultation, like, okay, how comfortable are you in front of the camera? Like, are you, you know, are you guys okay with PDA? Like, you know, what level? Like, you know, what are we talking here? Because some people, it's like a quick peck, and, and that's, they're just in front of their family, that's all they want to do. And, and then it's funny, because you'll see their Pinterest, and it's like, super romantic like hiking the dress up to see the garter with their leg out I'm like wow this is not the vibe that I got when I met with you so it's like it's nice for that visualization almost for me because I'm like okay clearly you know we can look at these and go is are do you actually like this like do you actually <laughs> feel like you'll be comfortable like this is this is totally different than when we talked you know originally but but it's nice to see that and kind of get on the same page for everything so that's definitely like a pro for me is being like oh you like those super nuzzly shots great we'll get a ton of those because that's not something I might necessarily know so when I was at wedding and day I sat next to a photographer and she was telling a story about a couple going through their Pinterest board and she kept showing dogs with the rings balancing on the nose um and she she got through the whole board like took 25 minutes with this bride and she was like okay so what's your dog's name and she goes oh we don't have a dog (laughs) <laughs> like, 25 Why minutes you 25 <laughs> minutes of dog pose and she was like no wait, I just like the look of it and the photographer's like are, are we borrowing a dog, a dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they had no plans of involving a dog in the ceremony at all but there were 25 <laughs> pictures of her and a dog that is so weird <laughs> oh my god uh, you'll have that but <laughs> well I guess to I don't even know how to how to well, go forward from that. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing that you would want if you're going to have a dog balance a ring on its nose would be to ensure the ring. Boom. Yes. That is a really good point. I actually, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, ring insurance is definitely a thing. And you should definitely do it. And I know I just said definitely like three times, but <laughs> it's that important. It's, it's, it's that, that important. important because you never know. It could be some random dog that you rent for a quick picture, thinks it's a treat, and oh no. Um, again, I might recommend having a dog. I, 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 I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I really don't know how Hasht- to transition Hashtag tuckered out in Toledo is available. Uh, calls yep. me at the um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You have options. Um, but yeah. And even like, again, like when people get engaged, they're just like showing off the ring and doing fun things with the ring. And maybe you don't know know where to store the ring and i've heard lots of horror stories i'm sure we all have of rings going missing or you know down the drain or even something as little as diamonds are a very hard mineral and they don't scratch but fun fact your band can scratch and be Mm -hmm. shaped differently or be bent and then all of a sudden if you have like an awesome pave set you have little diamonds popping out everywhere you just don't want to mess with it yeah well, and utilize the store's, like, um, maintenance um, procedures. Like, if you can send it in every six months to get cleaned and checked over and make sure all the brackets are not loose. I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, you're already paying for that in most situations. Utilize it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and resized. Um, 
Lindsay, I don't know if you're experiencing this, but I know that when Jody was pregnant with uh, with our son, uh, her finger swelled, and so she was unable yes. to wear her ring like she wanted to. Oh, I have a super sad ring story, but I don't have to tell you guys. But yes, you want to definitely, um, yeah, yeah. You can always just wear it around your neck or or do something, or yeah, get it sized. But yeah, I became allergic to my band, so. Oh. Um, so yeah, I uh, I used to have a different I used to have a different set than I have now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was white gold. And a- after the pregnancy, I became allergic to the nickel. So when I went to try it back on, I would get this red itchy finger and, and that's what it turned out to be. So now I have, uh, um, I think it's 14 or 18 karat gold band. And that's one of the things they told me is those are harder to resize because the gold is just more pliable for those, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a weaker basically metal, um, mm-hmm. for everything, but, but I'm not allergic to it. So I'm hoping, <laughs> how'd, you, I'm, <laughs> how'd you explain it to your husband? Like, honey, I'm allergic to our love band now. Like, <laughs> I really, I felt so bad. Time for a while, for I, just wore, I know yeah. I wore one of those, the workout ones. And, uh, and then I just felt really silly cause I just wore that all the time or I didn't wear anything. And I was like, okay, I don't want to be high maintenance, but <laughs> I need another, you know, I was like, I really, I really wanted that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was weird. It was definitely weird. So yeah, just FYI for random people that get white gold bands, you can, you can become allergic to the rhodium. So that's fun. So interesting. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think. With saying all this too, don't forget to enjoy your engagement a little bit. I mean, yes, <laughs> like that is don't just like get stressed out and then be over it in a month. You know, there's definitely it, it's an exciting time in your life, and you and your fiance should have mm-hmm. some fun. You know, show off that bling a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so with all the planning that needs to be done, pace yourselves. Yes. Yeah. Start yeah. small. And hey, if you're interested, give us a call because we would love to help you with your engagement party. <laughs> love yeah. Hell yeah. Woohoo! Absolutely. You, we can look on Pinterest for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but please be realistic because if you're not, we will tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Was that a little too harsh? We love everybody who wants to do this, but let's be real. If you don't live in the mountains, chances are we can't do some mountaintop extravaganza <laughs> surprise because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you've, you've never coordinated a rustic beach mountain wedding, Courtney? <laughs> um, you know, maybe that one time, but no. No, I haven't. I'm going to do it. <laughs> let's see Urban Chic. So figure out how yeah. that works. but yeah so for anybody who is listening start small enjoy your engagement and pretty much you don't have to have a plan and that's what this information was there for you for tonight that's our episode thanks again for listening we know that there are a lot of podcasts out there and we're so glad that you choose to spend your time with us next week we'll be publishing another mini episode horror story featuring our own photographer Lindsay. Imagine this, you're at the zoo at a wedding and the power completely goes out. What would you do? So stay tuned next week for Lights Out Gorilla Radio. Once again, I'm Atan Smeltzer with Weddings for the Ages. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm Courtney Shale with Lifestyle Courtney Noel. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram or check out my personal website at CourtneyShale.com. 
this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me online using the tag Lucky Bird Photo. And last but not least, Samantha Bean. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any questions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at youridocrew at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 International.